Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. says it was worth it for him to carry your pain and to carry my pain. What a faith. What a faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. Is somebody ready in the house to believe also in his only son, our Lord? Ladies and gentlemen, if you are ready for the word of God, which is coming to us, through our shepherd and pastor, stand up to your feet and right where you are in your room, stand up. God can see you as we celebrate and as we appreciate our shepherd, our pastor, missionary, son of Bishop Doug Hayward Mills, Bishop Napoleon Essien. Amen. Are you blessed to be in church this morning? Hallelujah. Lift your hands and begin to thank God. Just speak in tongues. Just speak in tongues. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yes, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Glory, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Somebody commit your heart into his hand, ask for the spirit of understanding. Oh, yes, that as his word comes, as his word comes, we will understand it with your heart. Oh, yes. May we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God, have your way. Father, oh, yes. Here we are. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. Father, we give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you and we bless you for the opportunity we have to be where you are and to receive from your hand. Lord, this morning we say, have your way and let your will be done. Lord, grant us understanding hearts that your word will have its free course. May we be changed and may we be affected by your word. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together 
and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be in church? Oh, I can't feel you. Are you blessed to be in church? Yeah. It's better in the auditorium. I don't know in your room. Are you blessed to also join the church? Okay. Yeah. I guess you responded. Yeah. God bless you. We want to continue with our series that we've been teaching, the Apostles' Creed. Amen. The 12 articles of the faith. Amen. Amen. Amen the men. And amen the ladies. Now, I want a lady and a guy who will help me with the Apostles' Creed. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's been some time now. Yeah. This is the fifth week we began with the introduction. And we saw the Article 1, the second week. And the Article 2 was the third. And last week was uh, Article 3. So today we are going to Article 4. Amen. Okay, but can we say it all together from the beginning to the end? The Apostles' Creed, one go. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Catholic Church, the, of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Wow, it's beautiful when we are saying it together. The problem comes when we are saying it one one. Are you getting it? So I want a lady, volunteer. Who is going to volunteer? Who is going to volunteer? Oh, who is going to volunteer? Or I should call. Is somebody going to volunteer? Okay. A lady first before a guy. <laughs> Some people are looking there. They are. You are also dodging in your room. <laughs> I can see you in your room. Okay. At least we can say the three articles that we have done and we add the fourth one today. So let's say the uh, three and add the fourth one today. One, go. I believe in Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Two, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. Three, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost born of the Virgin Mary and today yes hallelujah look 
I'm disappointed that nobody is volunteering. Hmm? <laughs> Somebody said he descended into heaven. <laughs> Look, or ascended into hell. Don't, don't confuse yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we thank God that uh, we can learn about what we believe in. Amen. So let's go to the foundational scripture. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 23. If we, we will, let's start from 19 to 25. And I'm reading from the NLT, Hebrews. Are you in Hebrews chapter 10? Today we have a lot of things to read. So let's get started. Okay. Are you there in Hebrews chapter 10? I'm reading from verse number 19. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we, ha- we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting, okay, together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Amen. So the Bible teaches us different kinds of confession. And over here, the Apostle Paul writes and tells us that because the day of his return, the returning of Jesus Christ is drawing near, is coming closer. Hallelujah. All the things that the Bible talks about in uh, Matthew chapter 24, when the end is going to come, the signs and all the things that we are supposed to see, we are seeing them every day. We are hearing of earthquakes. We are hearing of war after another. We are hearing of tsunami. I mean, some of us, we did not know of tsunami before we heard of it. When one happened, they said something is called tsunami. That's when we heard. But we did not know that anything like that can happen. We've heard of different hurricanes, Hurricane Katrina, uh, different, different things. It's like it's supposed to be expected. Every now and then, there's something that really indicates and pushes us to see, even if you don't want to see. It brings to your fore, uh, uh, 
to, to your face that something is happening. It is being given coverage in the television, in the news outlet, everywhere. It is clear that something is happening. We have had, uh, what do you call it, uh, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> we have had the Arab uh, League when the people rose up and, I mean, presidents and people that uh, we couldn't have thought about that demonstration and riots who move them out of power. Somebody like uh, uh, Mubarak in Egypt. Some, I mean, different places we saw what also happened to our own uh, Gaddafi. Different, different things have happened, a nation against nation, and all this indication, all this point to the fact that the end is coming. Amen. And we are here in a pandemic. Amen. <laughs> and it's it's not something anybody have dreamt of or have thought about, but all this tells us that the end is coming. Our lives will never be the same, even if the pandemic is over. You can see that we've been ushered into a new era, whether you like it or yes. Life will never be the same again. And Paul writes and tells us that, look, there are things that we need to do. He said we can motivate one another to the love of God and to good works. Hallelujah. And it says, when we see the return of the Lord Jesus Christ drawing near, one of the things that we need to do is to hold tightly to the profession or to the faith or to the hope that we have affirmed. We should hold tightly. The King James says that we should hold fast our profession or we should hold fast our confession. Hallelujah. So what is the Christian confession? You see, it's, it's like going to write an exam and you don't know uh, the content. You don't know the content of a specific subject, what you to expect. So Paul is telling us that seeing that our exam's time is drawing near, if you are going to write maths, you need to know what are the different topics in maths that you are expected to cover. Are you here? Yeah, so he says that, look, learn algebra, do the uh, construction, sets, Venn diagram, do, then it begins to mention, track, quadratic equation is mentioning all the things, amen. And one of the things, if you like, the Bible mentioned over here, it said we should hold on, hallelujah, to our confession, to our profession, amen. That is what brought us to the Apostles' Creed. Amen. The Apostles' Creed is the summary of the Christian faith. What we all believe in. Hallelujah. So whether you are an Anglican or Roman Catholic or Methodist or a Lighthouse or Assemblies of God or Pentecost or whoever you are, if you use the Bible, if you use the Bible, then what we believe in as the body of Christ, amen, is what is called the Apostles' Creed, amen. Yeah, so all our teachings, very soon you, we should be able to find out wherever we read from the Bible, you should be able to find out where does it fit, what am I learning about, where is it in the Apostles' Creed, hallelujah. Most of this, if we do it, it will prevent us from moving astray and going into 
things that will not come in the exams. Are you here? You can learn so many things that are not going to come in the exams. But if we are going to pass the exams, then we need the, uh, the, the wisdom to stay to the past questions. We need the wisdom to stay to what is coming to the exams. Amen. It's part of the syllabus. And the syllabus, the most important, you need to understand three, three questions. It's a must. The first question is about the father. Are you getting it? Have you opened into a question that they said, uh, answer any five questions? Number one, number two, and number three, and any two other. Uh, have, have you seen that type of question before? Yeah. So this question, you can see that the number one, number two, we've not gotten to number three. Oh, look, the first week we did number one. That is the Father. I believe in God the Father Almighty. And you need to know who is the almighty maker of heaven and earth. Then we come to question two. Question two is, and in Jesus Christ, his, his, his only son, our Lord. Now, number two is not just two, it's two A. Two B. Two C. Two D. Now, two B says. <laughs> two B. How many remember two B? Yes. Oh, you are not here. 2A was what? I believe and in Jesus Christ, what? His only son, our Lord. 2B. Uh-huh. Who was conceived by? Born of the Virgin Mary. 2C. Suffered. You see, so <laughs> we have not finished question two. <laughs> We have not finished the question two at all. Are you here? So today we are doing 2C. Question 2C is still about Jesus Christ. Question 1 is about God the Father. Question 2 is about the Son. Amen. In Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary. Now we are doing C. Yeah. Suffered. Suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Hallelujah. How many want to learn question C and answer it appropriately? We have not even... Yeah, there's so many things under, under question two that you need to know. Hallelujah. So turn your Bibles with me. Let's go to the textbook. And we are learning how to answer. I'm trying. <laughs> Are you here? You know, if we are doing it together, it's easy to say uh, suffered under Pontius uh, Pilate was crucified, dead and buried. But when you take it as a title, you wouldn't know suffered. Uh, who, who are we talking about? So for the sake of uh, people who may take, maybe just they may chance by this specific message and they wouldn't know that we've spoken about question one, that they, do, they wouldn't know that this is 2C. Are you getting it? So we will rather give the title, Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. Can we agree on that? So that when we say suffered, who suffered? We, we are still talking about question two. How many have read a question that said, use 
they will give you a preamble. They say, use it to answer question 15 to 18. Do you understand? So you use that. Uh, so we are still talking about Jesus. Hallelujah. My God, I, f- I feel so blessed. Hallelujah. So, article 4. Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. Amen. So, what are we talking about when we talk about the fact that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate? What are we trying to say when we say that he suffered under Pontius Pilate and he was crucified? He died and he was buried. Hallelujah. So, this article 4 is letting us know, okay, that when we confess our faith, we are not just talking anyhow. It's not just words that we have gathered together. Every word has a meaning. Pontius Pilate was the Roman governor at the time. He was the governor of, uh, uh, what do you call, Judea in the time that Jesus was around. Amen. So, one of the things that we need to understand is that we are confessing that Jesus Christ lived a perfect life. He died a specific type of death. He died a specific type of death. Not because he chose it, but in a way to save her. That kind of death was supposed to be we dying that kind of death. That is why in the wisdom of God, he died between thieves. So that it should show you that when you were a sinner, that is the way you die. He died between two thieves to know that that is the kind of death that is chosen for sinners. Are you here? So he died in our place as sinners. Are you here? So that we will not incur or the wrath of God will not come upon us any longer. He died a specific death that we deserved to have died in that way. In order to save us from the wrath of God. Two, when we declare this, we are also saying that the Christian faith is founded on facts. It's not a myth and it's not a fairy tale. We are talking about, you see, the world, history records, and they know who Pontius Pilate is. History records. So we are saying that he, he is the one. You will see it as we go into it. You can see that it's amazing how somebody can sentence an innocent man. You know, you can tell somebody that I'm innocent, but the amazing thing, why we still place this under Pontius Pilate is that he himself said that Jesus is innocent. But for political scores and political reasons, he issued a death sentence. Can you believe it? And when we say this, we are also saying that when we confess it, the other thing we are saying is that we even know the names of other people who helped with the barrier of Jesus Christ and where he was buried and why he was buried where he was buried. Hallelujah. 
So we are not just saying something. We are speaking about facts. Something that has happened. History documents it. Amen. So turn your Bibles with me, if you will, to uh, Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. I'm reading it from the King James for now. Luke chapter 23. Those of you who don't like reading today, we have to read a lot. Are you here? Okay. Are you in Luke chapter 23? Okay, I'm reading. Bible says, And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked him, saying, Are thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, Thou sayest it. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. Hallelujah. I find no fault in this man. From the very beginning, after they had accused him, three accusations that were brought against Jesus. Can you see the three accusations? The first one, they said he is um, perverting, perverting the nation into rebellion against Caesar. But we know that Jesus never did any that, anything like that. Forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, we rather know that he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And the third is that he is claiming to be a king instead of Caesar. We also know that he said clearly that my kingdom is not of this world. Hallelujah. Yeah, people even wanted to I mean, catch him and make him a king. He ran away. And when they asked him, he said, look, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servant will fight. But you see, accusation can do a lot of things against us. Verse number five, Bible says, and they were the more fierce, saying, he stirred up the people, teaching throughout all Jewry, beginning from uh, Galilee to this place. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he, he knew that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod who himself also was at Jerusalem at the time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceeding glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long uh, uh, season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Then he questioned with him in many ways, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod, with his men of war, set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. And the same day, Pilate and Herod were made friends together 
for before they were at enmity between themselves. And, and Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests and the rulers of the people, said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverted the people. And behold, I, having examined him before you, have found no fault in this man, touching those things whereof ye accuse him. No, nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. Are you there? I will therefore chastise him and release him. Can you believe it? Somebody that you find nothing with him. And, you know, one of the things that uh, Jesus suffered, suffered under Pontius Pilate. The first thing he suffered was injustice. He was tried. You know, he has not done. Can you believe that he, his trial was taken not even a civil court, straight to a criminal court? You know, the Roman governor was the, uh, 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 the highest court. It was higher than the appeal court. So if you have something that was, I mean, religious or moral issue, they will refer you to Herod. He was the religious and the civil duties. He will have to do it. But when it came to Jesus, he, he was not tried, even at the civil court. He was taken straight to the Supreme Court. The injustice we are talking about, when we say that suffered under Pontius Pilate, you may not understand. This is what gives us even assurance that as a Christian, whatever you go through or whatever you are going through, our Lord and Savior has already gone through. Therefore, the Bible says we have a kind of high priest who has been where you are, who understands how you feel as they have bypassed you and promoted your subordinate as your boss. He understands. He understands how an issue which is not a criminal issue ends up in a criminal court against you. He was taken straight to uh, Pontius Pilate. Not even a, a, a civil court. Are you there? And the man says that, look, I have sent this man. He also, Herod of all people, also did not have anything against this man. And they brought Jesus back to Pontius Pilate again. And he said, I find nothing wrong with this man. What should we do if you find nothing wrong? He said, I find nothing wrong, but to appease you and to let you feel happy, I'm going to beat some an innocent man. Have you heard some before that you have done nothing wrong, so we'll beat you and let you go? That is the kind of injustice our Lord and Savior suffered. That is why we are saying that he suffered under Pontius Pilate. Hallelujah. He cannot wash his hands from what he did because it's not somebody who told Pontius Pilate that Jesus was innocent. He himself saw after examining him, he said, I find no fault. I find no fault with this man. In fact, you will see as we go on that he had all the authority to do whatever and he decided when he wanted to decide to let things happen, he did it. He gave uh, Joseph Arimathea, 
the authority to take the body and to bury. He gave them permission to put a word. When they said that they should change it, that he said he was the king of the Jews. He said, no, what I've written, I've written. When it comes to place, he can see that he can exert his authority and do what he wants to do. I'm talking about he suffered. Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate. Was crucified, dead, and buried. Hallelujah. Where are we? Verse number 17. It said, 16 said, I will therefore chastise him and release him. For of necessity, he must release one unto them at the feast. And they cried out all at once, saying, Away with this man and release unto us Barabbas, who was a certain who for a certain seduction made in the city and for a murder was cast into prison. Can you believe it? Can you believe a murder, a robber? I mean, when you read from John, the account of John, it said he was a murderer, a robber. He laced all the things and he's been cast into prison for and Bible says, it said, no, released. They would rather prefer that Barabbas would be released. 20, Pilate, therefore, willing to release Jesus, speak again to them, but they cried. I mean, if you release him, who can do anything against you? This is also where we learn that people will do what they want to do. Because he had the authority. He did not even have to even ask, who should I release? Because you know this man is a murderer. <laughs> this man is a robber. This man for seduction is over here. You can use your discretion that for what this man has done, I release this man. Nobody can say anything. But we see when you are a Christian, some of the things that the enemy can do against you. But we have the victory in the name of Jesus. Our Lord and Savior has gone ahead of us. The shepherd goes ahead of the sheep. Whatever you are going through, I predict it's ending now in the name of Jesus. Are you there? Therefore, willing to release Jesus, speak again unto them. But they cried, saying, crucify him. And he said unto them the third time, why? What evil has he done? I have found no cause. Can you see it? Of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. Even that place, I find problem with it. Why will you chastise somebody that you find no problem with him? Are you there? 23. And they were instant with loud voices requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and of the, of the chief priest prevailed. 24, and Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. Can you believe it? You go to a law court, somebody says you've done something, and the judge says that uh, his judgment is what your accuser is saying, whatever he's saying they should do to you. Can you believe it? It's like (laughs) whatever the accuser, you know, you read it even in the business. Apple will sue this person. Samsung will be sued for. They will sue people for certain compensation and damages. And the 
court will sit down and find out whether it is fair or not that. But with this kind of judgment, they say, whatever your accuser is saying, do it. That is my. Even though I find nothing wrong with you, we are talking about suffered under Pontius Pilate. Are you there? And Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. Mercy. And he released unto them that for seduction and murder was cast into prison, whom they had desired, but he delivered Jesus to their world. May you never be delivered to the will of your enemies. In the name of Jesus. Jesus has been delivered to the will of his enemies so that we will now suffer that faith. Anyone who has been, has been expected to die, whatever has been planned against you, you escape it in the name of Jesus. Bible says that he, he entered, he entered, purchased our redemption. Whatever he's been through, it doesn't mean we should also. He suffered all this injustice so that we will be free in the name of Jesus. Are you there? Verse number 26. And as they led him away, they laid hold upon uh, Simon of a Cyrenian coming out of the country, and on him they laid a cross that he might bear it after Jesus. And there followed him a great company of people and of women, which also bewailed and lamented him. But Jesus turning unto them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Are you there? Then he continued, For behold, the days are coming in the which they shall say, Blessed are the barren and the womb that never bear, and the paths which never gave sack. Then shall they begin to say to the mountain, Fall on us, and the hills cover us. For if they do these things in a, a green tree, what shall be done in the dry? Are you there? Then they begin to talk about. But right here, we see the things that Jesus suffered. So quickly, let me mention two or three things, then we can uh, continue. So, the first thing Jesus suffered, suffered, we are saying that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate. Amen. What did he suffer? He suffered injustice. We see it in Luke chapter 23, verse number 4, number 14, and number 22. That this man, I find no fault in him. There's nothing wrong with him. And yet, he was sentenced in verse number 24. Can you see it? Okay, he was sentenced to death. Number two, he suffered three accusations. One, that he's perverting the nation and turning the nation to rebel against uh, Augustus Caesar, which was not the truth. The second accusation was that he was forbidding people to give tribute to Caesar, which was also not the truth. The third accusation, they claim that Jesus said he was a king. He is rather the king instead of Caesar, which wasn't the truth. Amen. What number do you have? The next accusation is physical beating. Suffered under Pontius Pilate. John chapter 19, verse number 1. John chapter 19, verse 1. Is it in your Bible? Please help me quickly. 
we need to run a bit. John chapter 19, verse number 1. Bible says, Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. Amen. The other translation said he chastised him. He said, let me chastise him. This is when, when you go uh, further, let, let me see. This is when he beat him, they put crown of thorns over his head. Somebody who has done nothing wrong. This is what you do to him. When somebody is not guilty, this is how, look at it. And Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. Many people may not understand. The scourge looks like maybe something nice. Are you getting it? The English, uh, yeah, the English weren't good at the time. To discord means that they introduce ship. Do you know that kind of ship that the Roman soldiers were using? They can do like this one. Then you will see four lines have come. Somebody that you say, you see, so when we are talking about Jesus, my brother, my sister, that is why many people will go to hell, not because of what they have done wrong. Because of their inability to accept and to receive Jesus. Because he went through all this. Can you believe? I mean, the injustice was too much. Was too much. Apart from the uh, abuse, the physical torture. Bible says, verse number two. And the soldiers plated a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple uh, robe. And said, Hail, king of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and said unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you that ye may know that I find no fault in him. I mean, how many can understand? It's very sad. I find no fault in him and you are wearing a, a crown of thorns and they are slapping you. And they will say prophesy. In another account, Bible said they will slap him. They say prophesy. Who, who, who slapped you? They will slap you from the back. Then they will say you need to prophesy. You, who, who is the one who slapped you? He suffered physical beatings. Torture. He was tortured. Amen. He was tortured so much so that, I mean, it, it, it was bad. Number three. I don't know which number you are, but add it. The other thing he suffered was mockery. Each one of them, when we say suffered on the point, but it's not like, oh, something. They were each one, they were different things that he suffered. Amen. He suffered injustice. He was tried in a criminal court instead of a, a civil one. He was not even given the opportunity to uh, 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 speak. Then, it continues. Where are we? Mockery. John chapter 19, verse number 2 and 3. Are you there? The two say, and the soldiers plated crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they, and, and, and they put him on a purple robe and said, Hail, king of the Jews. You know how you, you, you can be, sometimes somebody says, Pastor, they are mocking you, but it's like, Hey, man of God. In Fundisi. Meanwhile, they are mocking you. 
You have put a crown of thorns on the person's head. Blood was oozing all over the place. They say, hell, the king. It's very sad. Sometimes when I think about it, these people, if they get born again, they go to heaven. I mean, how will you feel? Mockery. Suffered under Pontius Pilate. Some of us, a small teasing, small mockery causes you to even want to leave uh, the Christian race. Look at what the Lord went through for me and for you. He has not done anything. Even human beings found him guiltless. Human beings said that this my final fault with him. Yet, he had to go through this. Because I'm talking about suffered under Pontius Pilate. Then look at it also from uh, Luke chapter 22, verse number 64. 64, 63 and 64. Luke chapter 22, verse 63 and 64. Is it there in your Bible? Okay. Quickly. I don't know whether I will have time to do this. Luke chapter 22. I'm reading 63 and 64. Okay. 63 says, And the man that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. And they, and, and when they had blindfolded him, they strike him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is it that smote thee? And many other uh, blasphemers speak there against him. So the next one is, the next suffering he suffered was blasphemy. He suffered blasphemy. The, that's the verse number 65. He suffered blasphemous things. Hallelujah. So when we talk about what Jesus suffered, we are not talking about somebody who took a wrong decision and is having the consequences of, do you understand? Sometimes when people are going through things, say, hey, look at a lot of, but it's as a result of your own inactions or your own actions. Do you understand? Yeah, you have, you have impregnated somebody, and because of that, you need to come out of school and work to look after the lady. It's your own problem. It's not like you are serving God. <laughs> it's your own problem that you, you did not, you did not study, and because of that, you did not pass your exams, and now you are doing hard work. Your salary is being taken from ATM. I mean, all these sufferings you could have avoided. This is not a type of suffering. This is a man who is innocent, who is sinless, who has been uh, um, subject to mockery, to torture, to beating, to accusation, to injustice. Hallelujah. Yeah, to blasphemy injustice, the priest, the people and the people say that we have found nothing. Can you stand it? Sometimes when I read some of this and I notice that Charlie, I, I need to be patient I need to learn of Jesus. And after all this, when he was hanging on the cross, he was able to say the father forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Are you sure they don't know? Oh, the incomparable Jesus. We are talking about the, the, the apostles through the confession of our faith that he suffered. Hallelujah. Have you suffered injustice? Have you suffered mockery? 
Have you suffered? What have you been through? What have you suffered? Hallelujah. Listen to this. Look at uh, uh, Pontius Pilate. When he got to a place, you have sentenced the person to death. Then he took water and washed his hands. He said, I am innocent. How can you be innocent? Look at Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. I'm reading from verse number 20. What I need is the 24, but I don't know whether you give me some time. Oh, I, I, I like this. I don't know. Verse number 20. Bible says, but the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, whether of the twine will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, what shall I do with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, let him be crucified. And the governor said, why? What evil has he done? But they cried out with more. They cried out the more, saying, let him be crucified. Then Pilate saw, when Pilate, sorry, when Pilate saw that he could not prevail, nothing, but that rather a tumult was made. He took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. <laughs> Are you there? Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Look at the thing they are saying. Then release he, Barabbas. Who released? The same uh, Pontius Pilate. Then release he, uh, Barabbas, unto them. And when he had scored Jesus, he delivered them to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stri stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plated a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and they read in his hand, in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail the king of the Jews. And they spit, hey, they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that, they had mocked him. And after that, they had mocked him. They took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. Can, can, can you saw even the robe that they put on him it was the, the, the peak of the mockery. They put the robe on him. It's like you say you are the high priest. This is what you need to wear. Then they put a crown of thorns. Then they will beat him and all that. After that, they will remove it and they will wear the, what Jesus has been through for us. Are you here? We are talking. This is the confession of our faith. That's why you need to know. You need to understand what makes us who we are. Hallelujah. Yeah, if you don't understand when Easter comes, you may even not understand that this is our victory. Amen? The next one, crucified. Jesus was crucified. Now listen to this. He, was, he suffered. 
he suffered. We have read all about the suffering. But when you read John chapter 19, verse 16 to 18, you notice that he it did not end the Bible says he was led to be crucified. Look at it from John chapter 19. I'm reading from 16 to 18. Are you there? Okay. Verse number 16. Then delivered he therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called, a place called, sorry, into a place called the place of a scar, which is called in the Hebrew, Gogota. 18. Where they crucify him and two other with him. One either side, okay, one either side, one, sorry, on either side, one, and Jesus in the midst, okay, where they crucify him and two other with him, on either side, one, and Jesus in the midst, 19, okay, jump to verse number 23, then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his raiment and made four parts, to every soldier a part, and also his, his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. Are you there? They said therefore among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lot for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which said, they parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lot. This thing, therefore, the soldiers did. Amen. So this is, I mean, documented for everybody to see. This is the reason why uh, we talk about the five-fold ministry. This is the reason why. You notice that his raiment was divided into four, four parts. And he said that when it came to the vesture, there was no uh, seam. It was complete. So they casted. Uh, what do you call it, Lord, for it. Hallelujah. So you can see that the mantle of Jesus, his clothing were divided into five. One was divided into four, and there was one. That's what makes the five. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah, so we see over here, even prophecy is fulfilled right here. And this, the Bible talks about long before it happened. Hallelujah. So you can be crucified and not die. So we go further to confess that he was suffered. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified. We have seen it. But it did not end there. He died. Hallelujah. Because you can be crucified and still be alive. Are you there? Verse number 31, the same John 19 from 31 to 36. Look at it quickly. Bible says, the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day. The preparation is, is like they are entering, okay? It is just about time for them to enter into the Sabbath day. So they did not. The reason why Jesus was even buried where he was buried was because of the Sabbath. Nobody wanted to break the law. So they had to find 
a sepulcher, a tomb that was close by. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, for the Sabbath, the Sabbath day was an high day. Okay? So besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So because uh, they had crucified these guys, Jesus in the midst, one thief on the left and the other on the right, and it was getting closer to the Sabbath, and people couldn't wait. So they said that, look, we need these people uh, uh, to be uh, dead now so that we can take them off <laughs> and go to where we need to go. And that's what the verse number 31 is saying. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. Hallelujah! You see, this is what would let you know that Jesus was tortured too much. The beatings, he was beaten so much so that when he, they hanged him, it did not take long. The chiefs, rather, who had done something wrong, they were not beaten much, so they were still alive and conversing and had a, a, a mouth to insult one, insulted Jesus on the cross. Verse number 34, Bible says, but one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and fought with came there out blood and water and he he that saw it bear record and his record is true and he know he knoweth that he he knoweth that he said the truth that he might he he might believe amen for these things were done that a scripture should be fulfilled a bone of him shall not be broken hallelujah Amen. I think that I'm a bit under pressure. The time is far spent. <laughs> I think we need all night for some of these teachings. The next one is that buried. He was buried. We are reading that from verse number 38 to 42. The same John chapter 19, verse number 38. Bible says, and after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for the fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there, and there came also Nicodemus. How many remember Nicodemus? John chapter 3. Uh -huh. The guy has surfaced. Some of our members that have gone, they will surface one day in the name of Jesus. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The, and there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night. Hallelujah. Some people who could not identify with us, they came, but they did not want to say that they are part of the church. A time will come, they will come and join it properly. Hallelujah. <laughs> Now, you see, at the time he came by night, but this time he's coming openly and brought a mixture of mare and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Then took they, mm, the two important people, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, then they took the body of Jesus 
warmed it in a linen cloth with the spices, as the manner of the Jews is to bury. 41. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new sepulchre, wherein was never a man yet laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulchre was near at hand. Hallelujah. So the Bible documents and we see that even where he was buried was because of, I mean, Sabbath was coming. People wanted to go. They are breaking the legs of chiefs. By the time they got to Jesus, he is already dead. And to be sure, somebody pokes, use a spear to poke the rib to make sure. You know, <laughs> I preached a message one day. And maybe I will talk about you about it someday. You know, where they, they poked. You cannot, is it if you are faking. Even if you are faking that you, will, <laughs> you are dead. I mean, your side. You, you, I mean, there's nothing you can, it's not like your leg or this, you, that is where people tickles you. That is the soft, that is your emotion. You, you, you will respond. So the guy actually choked it to see whether the guy is properly dead. Even though everybody says he's dead, he took the side to be sure that the guy is dead. Hallelujah. That is why we talk about the fact that he was crucified, dead, and buried. Hallelujah. And not only that he was buried, not only that he was buried, the Bible says that he descended into hell. Hallelujah. In John, before Jesus himself had predicted, he said that time is coming. When those that are dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that are in the grave shall raise again. Hallelujah. So Jesus died buried, and he went and preached to the dead people. Hallelujah. This is our confession. I said, this is our confession. He said, this I have received from my father. I have uh, authority. I have power to lay down my life, and I have power to take it back. I'm talking about Jesus, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, a, a person, a historical uh, entity that everybody know that this person lived amongst us in time past. Bible says he was the one who gave sentence for Jesus to be crucified. So we know for sure that not only was he crucified, but when he was crucified, he died. He died for everybody to see there were evidence. They broke uh, uh, the legs of all the chiefs who were not yet died. At the time, they wanted to leave. And when they came to Jesus, he was dead. And they pierced his side. And not only that, Bible says, Joseph of Arimathea went and begged the same Pontius Pilate. You know, you can see that he had authority to give access, to deny, and to do everything. That is why we place the suffering of Jesus squarely under his feet. You can take water and wash your hands, but you cannot run away. Hallelujah. You may say it's not your fault, but hey, it's your fault. Anything that is under your eye, under your jurisdiction, your Christian life is your responsibility. Whatever is going on in your life, you cannot say it's not you. It's you. You can say you did not do it. It is you. Yes, you may not have done it, but you are responsible for it. He did not. Look at what John 4 says. Bible says Jesus baptized more people than John the Baptist. And he himself 
baptize no one but his disciples. So whatever your disciples are doing, whatever the soldiers of Pontius Pilate did, whatever the chief priest and his elders and the scribes did, they were the ones doing it. Hallelujah. And we confess this article that this is, this is where our Christian faith differs from all the other sects and any other thing that people have said. Hallelujah. That Jesus, he, he lived just to die. And he died in a specific way. In our place, the death that we were supposed to die. We were supposed to be hung on the cross. We were supposed to be beaten. We were supposed to be whipped. We were supposed to be taken through all this. But he took our place. Hallelujah. When he paid for us. And this is our faith and this is our confession. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a hearsay. It's documented. Go and read the history of uh, the, uh, the Roman Empire. You hear the Augustus Caesar, the time that they reigned. This particular, the Caesar at the time of his reign. You see that during the time of Jesus, it was Augustus uh, uh, Caesar. He reigned from this time to this time. He, everything is there. And the leaders, the, the, the Roman governor were sent out. And this particular one who was in Judea was Pontius Pilate. Documented history. Documented account of facts of things that were done to Jesus. Hallelujah. And this is what we are saying. That a man, a man that was sent by God to come and to live and to die and to raise again from the dead. Hallelujah. That's why in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, when you read from verse number 8 and 9, Bible said that he went to the lowest part. It said, who is he who ascended? But the one who ascended, he first descended to the lowest part. Hallelujah. He descended. That's why we confess. We confess that he descended into hell and the third day. Hallelujah. The third day will always come. I said the third day will always come. Somebody, you may have descended into trouble. You may have descended into problem. You may have descended into so many things. But the third day is coming for sure. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible speaks. The Bible speaks of uh, uh, Jonah. The Bible says Jonah went into the belly of the whale. And when the people were asking for a sign, when Jesus was preaching, he said, no sign will be given but that of Jonah. Hallelujah. He was in the belly of the whale for three days and for three nights. Hallelujah. And Bible says, Jonah, in the, in the, in the belly of the whale, under, deep down there, pray to God. And God answered. Hallelujah. Oh, so shall your situation be. Just as we have seen. There is nothing that has swallowed you. There is nothing that you are going through. There is nothing that has come upon you that Jesus cannot handle. Hallelujah. He went to the lowest. I said he went to the lowest. He took our pain. He, he died in our place. And that is what we, we believe in. I believe in God the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. I believe and in Jesus Christ. His only son, our, our Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate. Was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. 
Next week, he will ascend. Hallelujah. <laughs> I said, next week, Jesus will ascend from hell and he will go to heaven. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May it be well with you. We are talking about the resurrected Jesus. We are talking about the one that we believe in. We are talking about the one who history records how he suffered, the different things he went through for us to be where we are. This is what we have come to. This is what we believe in. That the sufferings of Jesus was for my sake and for your sake. And the faith that we have in the finished work of Jesus is what brings us salvation and deliver us from ever going to hell. May this be your portion. May our confession, may the finished work of Jesus, our pictures for us, oh yes, freedom, redemption, deliverance, that we could never even uh, think of to do for ourselves in the name of Jesus. Now I pray, wherever you are, you may be in your room, you, wherever you I pray for you. Oh yes, may the finished work of Jesus visit your family. May our, our uh, parents, our aunties, uncles, whoever is in our family who is not saved, may this knowledge be their portion and may the benefits, oh yes, of the death and the resurrection of Jesus be the portion, not only us, but of all those who are connected to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Well, as we close, I would like to pray with you. Maybe somebody shared a link with you, or you just chance upon it on Facebook and you are watching. Maybe you are here, somebody invited you. I want to pray with you, and I want, to, uh, I want you to decide this afternoon that you also believe in Jesus. You accept him as your savior, and your life will never be the same. Lift your uh, hands, close your eyes, and let's pray together. Say with me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. Cleanse me with your blood. From today, I believe in you. You are the only son of God. You died for me and you rose again. Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart as the Lord, the Savior, and the Master. Thank you for taking my place. Thank you for suffering for my sake. Thank you for doing all that so I will live. This afternoon, I ask you, please write my name in the book of life. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, I thank you for the life of all those who have accepted you this afternoon. I pray with them and I pray for them that your grace and your mercies will be our portion, that you will cause us, oh God, mm, to walk with you in a way that we will be assured that you are with us. Lord, I pray, help us by your spirit. Help us by your word. Help us, Lord, to know you and to walk with you, not only today, but for the rest of our lives. We thank you and we bless you for the confession, the understanding of who you are in our
in our lives and what we believe in. May this help us to know you even more and more. In Jesus' name. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.